communication, collaboration, consideration, confirmation, bridging the generation gap, X, Y, Z, and beyond. This is Volante. This is Venice. And we're back with X, Y, Z, and beyond. Today, we're going to talk about the workplace. Statistics show that by next year, 50% of the workplace will consist of millennials. And we also have Generation Z. So now you have X, Y, and Z meeting in the workforce. So we've got to find a way to work together. Let's start with the positives. Venice, name at least one or two positive experiences that you can think of with working with people who are older, old enough to be your mom even. Working with people older kind of helps a little bit because you have that nature of like having a mother or a parent with you. They can help you with guidance. Um, they, they're very caring, nurturing. They can make you feel more comfortable. Now, what you described is good, and that's more of an ideal situation. And that's how I try to be. I work with a lot of young people and I mentor. But there is also a negative side, which I want to address because we have different ways of communicating. We have different ways of being productive. And what we need to do is identify the things that are valid on both sides. You know what I mean? So there are certain things that you do differently from, from me that works. There are certain things I do differently from you that works. But then there are certain things that cause us problems. And I'll just go for me. I'll, I'll take the negative. What I've experienced with younger people is a lack of focus and a lack of being able to prioritize. And I think that technology, as much as it helps, it's also a distraction. What is the th what do I always tell you about your phone? That I'm on it too much. That you're on it too much. Why do you think I say that? Or do you know why I say that? Or let's, let's take it back here. Do you think that you're on your phone too much? No. And do you think that your phone is a distraction? Sometimes. So at least you didn't say no. <laughs> okay, sometimes. And that's one of the biggest distractions. Even when I go into places, I've worked retail, and I know that you absolutely are not supposed to have your phone on the sales floor yet I'll go into a place and I'll have to stand there and wait a few seconds because the young person behind the register is on the phone and didn't see me walk up and those are things I think that people in my generation have a huge issue with do you use your phone when you're working or even when you're doing homework yes why do you think that's okay because I don't well, or do you know it's not okay and you just don't care? <laughs> I, I know that it's not okay, but uh, for me personally, I've used my phone um, during work. And the reason I'll use it is simply because sometimes you have those dead moments. And rather than going and asking maybe your manager, hey, what else do you need me to do? You're just standing at the register and you're like, okay, it's going to get busy in a few minutes. So... I'm just going to stand here on my phone until I see somebody come up. But oftentimes we do get distracted. And like you said, we may not see that person walk up. Now, you just hit a button for me as a manager. Even if you're at a company and there is dead time, for the eight hours, four hours, five hours, however long your shift is, that you are at that company, 
You belong to them. They have paid you for that time. They are not paying for you to be on Snapchat. They're not paying for you to be on Instagram. They're not paying for you to be texting anyone. So if you're standing there staring into space, then that is what you do. You cannot steal their time to be on your phone. So, okay, what's what the face? So what about <laughs> We when... need a video so we can see these faces you're making. So what about if your manager is the one that's using their cell phone? Okay, and that kind of goes back to what we talked about last week with respect. I have a question. Because you're so young, how old is your manager? Is your manager a millennial? Is your manager a baby boomer at Generation X or Generation Z? About how old is your typical manager? Actually, I've gotten about 50-50, older and younger. I've had managers my own age, and I've had managers older, and I've had the same experience kind of with both of them. Hmm. Because typically, and then there's another thing too, sometimes with managers, and this is not always the case, and I'm definitely not defending because I have seen it with my peers who are always distracted by your phone as well. Sometimes at the manager level, and this is something that not just millennials and Generation Z needs to understand, people in general, I always hear people who are not managers complain about, well, the manager came in late, the manager was on the phone, the manager this, and so if they can do it, I can do that. Typically, depending on your level of responsibility. You may see me appearing not to do nothing, but maybe I'm on my phone working or maybe you're shaking your head. Well, I'm no. talking about me as a manager. <laughs> there are times when I actually had to get up in the middle of the night and work. I take work home with me. I'm not working a straight five hour shift. So if you see me at work doing something that you think I'm not doing anything, you don't know what I've done. And sometimes being young and inexperienced, you don't understand it as a manager. Are you shaking your head no? Yeah. So, so what are you? Because <laughs> when, I, when I said that, I'm thinking back. I've actually had many managers who have done this um, around my age and older. I'll walk around, and they are on their phones on Snapchat or something. I need help with the register, and I'm consistently calling my manager on the walkie, and they're not responding. I go back there. My manager's in the bathroom taking selfies. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, okay. There are some bad managers, and I'm not saying that, but I still think that gener- the, um, across generations, there is a gap in the, in the way that we do things. Now, there are some people who are 50, my age, that are terrible. I, I, I get that. They still don't get it. And then there are some people your age who just are clueless as well. But again, we have to establish some decorum in the workplace and you said something you said all of my managers you're 18 right yes how many jobs have you had about seven i don't even know if i've had seven (laughs) jobs my whole life (laughs) like so 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 okay and and that's something to my point when you're young there are things for you to learn yes you are brilliant and you are so smart but i would ask you and your entire generation, like you and your whole generation. No. But I, w- I would encourage you to dial it back a bit. Yes, there are people who are doing it wrong. But here's the number one rule. If they're doing it wrong, that doesn't mean that you do it wrong. It's two, follow their example. Because if you do that, you're going to end up just like them. Okay, you've had some bad managers, and I know that you have. 
But you can't say that, well, they did it, so I'm going to do it. Because then when you go to an environment where you have a good manager, you're going to show those bad habits, which will cause you to lose a good job. Do you understand that? Yes. Do you understand that your entire life is shaped by what you do? So something in you has got to decide which example is the right one to follow. So that's the thing with the phones. As you know, the phones are my pet peeve. Do you have a pet peeve that you see older people do at the workplace? Something that, because you kind of addressed it a little bit when you said you're coming in and you've met your first job or maybe your your eighth job in your your case. (laughs) And you see something and you know that it's not right, but maybe you're not in a position to say anything because A, your entry level position and B, you're only a teenager. So can you tell me what that feels like or how that works? Yeah, my I think that would be my biggest pet peeve when I start a new job and my manager kind of just tells you what to do and they'll say, okay, um, maybe just go do training videos or something and call me if you need something. Well, when I look up to call them, oftentimes they are on their phone and I'm like, okay, I kind of need help and they're not really paying attention to what you need help, what you need help with. Or they'll get an attitude when you ask for help and they're just kind of like negative about you being there and you can't really say anything about it because that's not your place. Now, I will give you that one. And I will say that I'm even guilty of that. Not the negativity, but even with you working with me, what happens sometimes when I give you a task list and then I proceed to do my work? What happens sometimes? You get zoned into your work and then I kind of need help sometimes with it. But you're kind of like, okay, hold on, I'm doing something. So now I'm kind of just sitting idle and that's sometimes where the phone comes out. (laughs) And so then I couldn't really give you all of the help that you needed because I am on a deadline and I'm working. So now you're idle. The phone comes out. And how do I respond to you having your phone out? I shouldn't have it. And my response is going to be, well, you could have figured out if you went on your phone. (laughs) So it's kind of a thing as as we're probably going to find as we go through all of these different areas of conflict, it's always going to tie back to what, Venice? Communication. Yes. It's it's all of these things tend to to tie back to communication and being able to understand each each other's strengths. Sometimes I'll assume that you can get something. I'm thinking, okay, you're smart. If I give you these instructions, you should be okay. And if you have a problem and you don't finish my task that I gave you, I'm going to say, well, she was goofing off. She was on the phone. She was doing this. She was doing that. When maybe you really had a valid question and it has happened where you came back and you go, okay, mom, this is what I was trying to do. And when I get time and I'm not stressed on the deadline I was on, we work through it and I show you and you can do that. Is that the experience that you've had in the workplace? Yes. But what I want to do, again, this goes back to communication. We're going to use a word called empathy. Denise, what is empathy? To show the same um, emotions and feelings and understanding as somebody else. Okay, to put, you off to, some, put, to put yourself in someone else's shoes. So for me to look at you as a young person coming in, never had a job before. And even though you've had several jobs, I would say that you've never had a real job. You know what I mean? Do you agree with me on that? Yeah. yeah. You've never had what I would call a real job. And what I consider a real job, and I probably shouldn't say that, but what I consider a real job is where you have the compensation and the benefits to sustain you to 
take care of your life. You can pay rent, you can pay a mortgage, you can pay a car note from that job, but you also have benefits to be able to go to the hospital. You have not had that kind of a job. So when I say you have not had a real job, that's what I mean. So from my perspective as an older person, I need to consider how you feel. First of all, I would guess if I'm putting myself in your shoes now that you're afraid. Are you? Yes. Okay. I would also guess that you're unsure because you don't know that you can do this job because you're trying to feel this, right? Yeah. Okay. So if I put myself in your position and not just say she didn't do it because she's lazy or she just doesn't want to work, really think about what that feels like, then I would address you differently. Now, can you empathize with me? Can you put yourself in my position and guess as to what I may be feeling? How I may struggle to work with you. Yeah. Tell me one thing that you think I may be feeling. because, And this is important. I want you to really think about this. Because sometimes young people look at adults and you expect us to know it all and have it all together. But just like their 18-year-old struggles, there's 50-year-old struggles. And it's a whole nother level of stress. So if you would look at it as not as... It's this old lady. She just don't like me because I'm young. Try to empathize. So you tell me, what are what are some of my fears? Do you think I'm afraid of anything? Or do you think my age group, do you think we're afraid? Yeah. What would, be, what would I be afraid of? Well, not just afraid, but uh, at the same time, if I, you know, you start working, you start working in some places, like even as young as 14, you come into a workplace and you have, you as an adult probably have way more things going on in the back of your head as far as bills. Um, you might have kids that you're thinking about, other concerns. So while I think that you just are ignoring me, whatever, whatever, don't like me, you have a lot of other stuff in your head that's kind of putting pressure on you. So you're upset. You don't really want to mess up. You don't want to lose your new employee. You don't want to scare them off, anything like that. Okay. So think about this. You got your first job at 16, right? Yes. What did you do with your money when you were 16? What What did you need your job for? What did you spend your money on at 16? Material things. Like what? Tell me. Give your me phone. a list. A phone? <laughs> a phone? What a phone, else? Um, clothes, shoes. Okay. okay. At 40, at 16, I was 46. Okay. If I'm at work at 46, what am I spending my money on? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Bills, uh, all, all of it. So if you're 16 at your, at 16 at your job, when, if you didn't get paid or you lost your job, what was the impact on you? If you, if you're 16 and you don't have any income, how does that impact you? It kind of doesn't. 46, I don't have any income. How does that impact me? Very, very badly. <laughs> And I think that's something where, as humans, we tend to minimize other people's problems and maximize our own. And there's this, this mindset that what I'm dealing with is worse than what you're dealing with, and you're just making what I'm dealing with worse. If we can get to a place of empathy and understanding, it'll make us, it'll make it easier to work in the workplace. So that's one issue, I think. Now, there are core things that I see. From my perspective, and you can hit me back on what you see from us. My biggest issue is just accountability. What is with young people and time? You keep 
a phone in your hands at all times. So you know what time it is. Why, uh, why the lateness? What is that? Why can't we be on time? Why can't we keep appointments? Why can't we meet deadlines? And you know you're terrible at deadlines. I, I, what do I do for you when I say, if I say, if I have to be someplace and I need to leave by nine, what time do I tell you that we're leaving? Eight. Why do I have to do that? Because I won't be ready on time. Why? You keep your phone in your hand. I mean, you always know what time it is. You always know two things. You know the time, we know the weather. Sometimes <laughs> your weather is the wrong time zone. But, <laughs> but come on, what what is that? Why? Honest, that burns me up. Honestly... I don't really have an excuse for that because I will tell you, um, even you'll give me a time to be ready for something or in school, I'll sit there and be like, okay, this assignment needs to be done by, say it's Monday, this this assignment needs to be done by Friday. So Monday, I'm telling myself, okay, well, I just got to, I'll look over it and say, I just have to do this, this, and this. So I'll start it on Tuesday. Tuesday rolls around. Um I still haven't done it. Wednesday rolls around. I'm still pushing it back. I'm like, okay, I'll just knock it all out Thursday and stay up all night. Well, Thursday, I decide I want to go out maybe and do something. So I get home Thursday night. Now I'm tired. I wake up. It's Friday. I'm in class. My assignment's not done. There's not really an excuse for it. That was just, just terrible. That, that's what you but, said. but that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. That is exactly what happens. There's not really a valid excuse. I don't think there is an excuse for why we do that. We do know what time it is. We know that we need to be on time. We just doesn't happen sometimes. But the thing with that is, which is why uh, we need to have this conversation and we need the next generation to understand this because it's not about you. It doesn't stop with you and it causes a chain reaction. We don't take, we don't uh, think about the pos like the possible factors that can happen in between. So I could need to be somewhere in an hour and in two hours and I don't do anything for that one hour, then something happens where I actually can't get ready in that hour. Now I'm late. Well, if I had have gotten up when I was supposed to and started getting ready, then I would have avoided this issue within that last hour. I think we don't give ourselves enough time. Uh, yeah, I know you don't. I'm trying to find <laughs> out why. But I think it's not understanding the impact of it and what it causes for the next person, which is what makes older people not want to work with you. Because when I need to leave at nine, I have everything uh, scheduled out. If you push me back only 15 minutes, it causes a chain reaction and it causes me not to be able to make a deadline or me not to be on time, which costs me money. Time is money. And you know, I thought about that because even in the school, and we've had this issue before, nowadays in school, when you've, when you've done that with your assignments, your teachers will give you another week to get it in, or at the end of the year, they'll let you go back you and know, turn in all your classes, you know, all your assignments to pass the class. That's hurting you guys, because that's yeah, not real life. Because, yeah, and also now thinking back, even with that. Yeah, you that were terrible. Makes us, yeah, I was very terrible. But now thinking back that I'm not in um, high school anymore, it's like, okay, I did this knowing that my teacher was going to accept it late, not really caring about the little points that I missed. But now my teacher is grading the assignments from this week and still going back and doing my assignment from last week, which is making extra work and extra pressure on my teacher as well. Right. And that makes extra pressure on the teacher. And it also is not teaching you guys to be responsible. And even as parents, we have to own it. Because even as a mom, what I just said, I need to be gone by nine. So I tell you eight. 
because I know that you're going to be late. That's not really good on my part because everybody's not going to give you that. You're going to think that you always have an extra 30 minutes to get ready. And those 30 minutes can cause you to lose a job. We were just talking about this. I gave you an example of, of a flight attendant. Well, if, if you... If you're a half hour late and you're a flight attendant, your whole job's just gone. I mean, you <laughs> you can't come in late because yeah. the, the plane has left. And that is something I think maybe we are spoiling your generation because it's easier to just go do it myself. And I have done that. And I think you've counted on that. If you didn't want to do something, I think you kind of figure if I drag around long enough, mom, we're just going to go do it herself. Have you done that? I've said that. <laughs> I've said that to myself. I've said, okay, well, if I just, you know, take my time and just I'm tired, you know, it's going to, she's going to figure it out, <laughs> figure something out. And I think that is a major difference in the generations. Baby boomers, Generation X, we were raised to figure it out. My mom would literally say to me, figure it out. Even down to stuff, to, to words, I would ask mom. Mom never answered. She never defined a word for me. I asked her what it meant, go look it up. But when you ask me what words mean, I define it for you very thoroughly. And I think that our previous generations trained us to figure it out. But we do stuff for you it's kind of like it's my baby and I want you to have the best life so we go out of our ways and, in, and to a certain extent maybe it's crippling you and now as we get older we're looking at this generation which is what I said last week we can't just sit and criticize this generation and not accept accountability for who the generation that we birth you know so how does this help you in the workplace? You're 18. You have not had your real job yet. So how can you do better? You tell me what's a takeaway for you on how you can do better. And, and, and there's this thing now that I can't stand, haters. And I say it all the time, everybody is not your hater. Some people are correcting you because they want you to do well. So tell me some skills that, that you think you can improve on for your real job to have some real success. I think understanding each other better. Not, not relationship-wise between the generations. I mean specifically to own something that you can change or do better to have a better performance on your jobs. I think... Well, still understanding, I think if we um, focused more and took more into consideration what our actions, the co how our actions affect other people, that would really help us with doing our jobs and moving, and moving forward. Yeah, I agree. And I also think as managers, I, I will be the first to take the hit. There are not a lot of good managers out there anymore, even for me as at my age. And I am so glad that I do work for myself because I see a lot of things in the workplace that's just unethical now. And I really do feel for young people who are entering the workforce because, like I've told Venice several times, even in school, all of your teachers are not going to be good teachers. All of your managers are not going to be good managers. But you still want a good life, which means you've got to find ways to get over that and work through that. Venice, how do you cope with a bad boss? Because you have had a couple of bosses that were not good and 
you didn't deal with that in the most mature way because you had a mom at home who would take care of you. So it's like, well, I want to go back because whatever. <laughs> and I didn't really care because that wasn't your job job, to, so to speak. But as an adult, when you're trying to pay a mortgage, pay a car note, take care of a child, can you think of some better ways to handle a situation, a negative situation with the manager? Be the bigger person and just do your job um, correctly the way that you were trained to. What if you don't have adequate training? What do you do? Ask for help. Who do you go to? Well, I'd say in the job, you have to go to your manager. So just go ask for help and do as much as you can. Always understand the chain of command. You go to the person that you're supposed to go to, your immediate supervisor. If you don't get any help there, you keep going until you find the help you need. I'm going to give you a, a, a brief quiz to see if you know the answer to this question. What do I always say to do in any situation with work or any conflict situation at all? What do I always say to do? Are you clueless? Mm. Do you have any clue? What I, I always say this, when, and I always do it. Whenever something goes wrong, I tell you to do what? Document the situation. And that's something that should come easy for your generation because it's technical. You don't pick up the phone and cut somebody out. You don't snap and go off in the office place. Put it in writing. Pull out your phone. Send an email. Send a text message. Get a written record of what you did detailing the fact that you follow procedure keep that paper trail and that's something i learned in corporate america a long time ago v how many times has documentation saved you in school and at work because i document everything too many times to count <laughs> yeah because you stayed in trouble right <laughs> but that's something you know you guys document everything that's silly well, I shouldn't say that, but it's true. But you don't document things that you need to document. Have you ever had an issue where you didn't have proof of something because you didn't document it? Yes. So that should be a nice, a nice lesson for us, right? Yes. Because honestly, I'm going to give all of you young people a tip. A lot of older people prey on that. They know that you're not going to pay attention. They know you're not listening. They know you're not focusing. And they most definitely don't expect you to document. And they will do a lot of things that they're not supposed to do. And it becomes your word against theirs. So if you get in the habit of documenting everything, there have been times when I documented stuff and V pulled out that documentation and they just had to completely back down. Because we have the proof that we need it. And so those are things that if you present yourself in a certain way where you have yourself together and you do what you're supposed to do, the is there ever a time, I don't care what anyone says or does, is there any ever time that you allow someone to make you act unprofessionally in the workplace? No. Give me an example of unprofessional behavior. Uh, getting mad, uh, storming out, um... I know people my age would do that, but go ahead. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Very unprofessional. <laughs> Getting angry, storming out. Um, you get into an argument while you're um, on the job, possibly in front of customers. That's oh. very, very unprofessional. <laughs> Have you ever behaved unprofessionally in the workplace? 
Possibly. What? That was a yes or no question. Either you did or you didn't. Possibly. I can't really. I mean, I can't really think of a time at the moment. I would say the answer to that is yes. We all have. I have to. Everyone has done something that was unprofessional in the workplace. But it's not something where you make it a habit. If you want to be successful, then you have to be professional. And let's just uh, go into entrepreneurship for a, a brief minute because I know a lot of millennials or in generations that you call yourself hustlers and you want to work for yourself, right? Yes. But there's a, a strong misconception that working for yourself means doing what you want to do when you want to do. That's not true. When you work for yourself, there is no start time. There is no quit time. There is all the time. You're always working. You're always branding. You're always representing your company. Even on social media, if you're a young person and you're in business, I and I teach this all the time to young people, you cannot be on social media posting any and everything. There are people that I know that I cannot refer because they are too negative on social media. V, can you address that? I'm always on you about your social media. Um... We, I'd say that my generation does need to work on what we post on social on social media mm-hmm. because a lot of times it can negatively impact um, even our opportunities in the future. So I think that is something that we strongly need to work on. I think we're a little bit too comfortable with what we post. Yeah, and it's, it's almost like you post as if you're posting for just you and your friends. And I've told you this before. If you okay, you don't have any money, your friends don't have any money. I mean, real money. So, your public profile needs to be maintained in such a way that you will attract people who have the resources to pay you what you're worth. But if you're putting stuff when you say Facebook, for instance, that box says what? What box is that on Facebook? It's called the what? The box you type in on Facebook, it's called your what? You update your Facebook profile. The not status. The pro- Thank you. You update your Facebook. I don't use Facebook. Status. <laughs> status. That word means your level. That means where you are. That means who you are. If you are putting garbage in your status box, you are saying to the entire world, www, World Wide Web. You are saying to the entire world, I am garbage. Even even if you Google yourself, you see Google will pull things from your I Twitter you page. That, go ahead. No, I actually figured this out. <laughs> <laughs> if you Google yourself, it'll pull things from your Twitter page, uh, your Facebook page. I know I have like old Twitter accounts that I don't even remember the past. I don't even remember making. But if I go and Google myself, I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't seen this picture in. How many years? And it's pulled from a page and you know that you didn't send it to Google. So it's like we don't realize that nothing we post is private. Exactly. I have my MySpace page, which (laughs) I think you had to be for. I don't remember it. I can't log in. But if you Google me right now, my pictures from MySpace still come up. And that's why I tell people all the time. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of not really fair But while you have all of this energy and you're young, you do all this dumb stuff and what you're doing now shapes your future, but you don't know what to do. 
So now you get to be 40 and 50 years old. You're going, oh my goodness, was that silly? So that's why I am so dedicated to working with youth because I want you to do things. Yeah, have fun. And you're going to do dumb stuff. That's part of being young. But don't do so much dumb stuff until you can't recuperate as you get older and just destroy your future and throw your life away. So when we talk about work, I say this all the time. You work too many hours to be miserable at work. So I am in no way telling you, you got to go to work. You can't be yourself. You can't enjoy yourself. You got to be stiff all the time. You can't laugh. No. First of all, go into a career that you enjoy. Now, if you've done something where you got to work a job you don't like, what you do is work that job, get the education, the skills that you need and have a plan to migrate into a career that you enjoy. So now you can go into work positive and above all, always be prepared. That's another issue that I have, which I see as a younger, as a, as a issue with younger people, you come to work unprepared. I did a workshop. It was an educational workshop and the kids came in without a piece of paper and a pen. And I'm thinking, where are you going? You, you have to, and I've trained you to always have something to write with. So when, when you're getting ready for something and you go unprepared, what is in your mind? If you, you know where you're going and you don't have what you need, why? Why do you come unprepared? Um, sometimes I think we don't know exactly what we need. Like if you tell me that I need to really? go some somewhere to take notes, I'm just going to bring my phone and assume I can just open my phone and type it in my notes, whatever I need. Now you just and and sometimes we're not really trained on how to take notes. So we may know that we need to take notes, but we don't know how to take the proper notes to sustain us. That's true. Note taking is a skill. But you just tapped into something else that for you specifically, I, I just I just can't figure out for the life of me. You tend to underestimate everything. You underestimate everything. I can tell you a timeline and tell you that I want or that we need this by a certain time. And I will sit back and watch you. And I will see that you have underestimated the task and that you're not going to meet the deadline. So I'm not even going to ask you about that because that's true, isn't it? You shaking your head. That's true. Yeah. You can't even deny that. <laughs> So what can we do, even as managers, because you're not the only one who does that. And it's extremely frustrating and it can make us come off as nasty and frustrated to you because think about it. If I'm the boss, whatever the task is, has to get done no matter what. Whether you meet your deadline, whether you're on time, whether you're supposed to do, what you, whether you do what you're supposed to do or not, I've got to deliver, especially for me as a business owner. If I have a client, they don't want to hear that, oh, Venice overslept. They don't, they don't care. I paid you. I want my stuff. So how can we as managers help you fix that? Because you always underestimate everything. And I, I watch you and I know, and, and as an adult, as a mother especially, I don't want to make you feel like I don't believe in you and I don't trust you. But at the same time, I'm watching you going, there's no way she's going to get this done. So how do we help you do that? Um, I don't really, I don't really know how you guys could help us because you can't really do everything for us. 
Like, what works for me is when you lay out a plan. Like, even for getting ready for school, you used to, you would print out a piece of paper for me. (laughs) What time to wake up? What time I need to be uh, brushing my teeth, getting ready? What time I need to be dressed? What time I need to eat breakfast? And what time I need to be downstairs ready to get on the bus or whatever? But in the workplace, your manager doesn't, doesn't really have the time to do that. So I think that's something that we kind of need to work on for ourselves. That's also a personality thing as well. And, and also it goes with the kind of career that you have. Because for me, I'm just the opposite. I cannot stand micromanaging, which is funny. This is, this is hilarious because your grandmother, my mother, is a micromanager. I can't stand micromanaging. You need to say, Val, this is the project. This is when I need it by and leave me alone. See, that's your what Your grandmother I... <laughs> stands over you. Do this, do this, do this, do this. And that drove me nuts. So I treat people the way that I like to be managed. So I'll say to you, V, I need this by this time and I'll leave you alone. And see, and I, want not, you, you I want do you. You don't do it. I'm just like, what part of? I want you to leave me alone, but I, like, I'll admit, I don't have, like, I don't, I'm not capable. I am capable of it, but it's like sometimes I just will tell myself, okay, I can get this done, whatever, whatever. I look up. It's been two hours and I haven't even started. I'm like, okay, now what? And then you will tell me, mom, I got it. And and that's what's difficult. And, and I'm just saying, I'm using you as an example because I've had this with other young people. So I'm looking at you from my experience, 50 years, I know that the approach you're taking is not going to work. Am I saying you've got to do things like I do do it? Absolutely not. But at least you got to do something in a way that's going to work. So I'm looking at you going, there's no way you're going to be successful. You're not on track to get this done. You're telling me, I got it, I got it, leave me alone. And then you, as a manager, you can't leave the person alone because you've got to have this piece. And if that person is not going to do it, either I got to do it or I got to find someone else to do it. So you're right. In the workplace, managers really aren't going to put up with that, especially in what I call a real job. If I'm compensating you $80,000, dollars $100,000 a year, I'm not going to do your job for you. Okay? So that's something that we really need to get across to your generation. Now, on the plus side, you guys have these crazy technical skills that we don't have and that I'd like my generation to pay attention to. I still have people telling me, well, I don't do social media or I don't do emails. I I, I rather talk in person and I have my generation. They want to have meetings for an hour or for an hour and a half. And this is weird. That is outdated. There's not, there's, that's not necessary. Most of my best clients that I actually make a living from never even seen them. Send me an email Tell me what they want. I email it back. We're done. And the money is in my account. So that day of sitting down having these long meetings is over. So you tell me how you your generation can help with that. Because that whole automation piece is something that we desperately need. So that's why we need to do this because we have to work together. So you tell me some ways that you see that my generation just waste time. I, I accuse you guys of wasting time. How do we waste time by not properly utilizing technology? Or do you feel that we do? Yeah, I do. Um, I can use uh, an example. One job. Don't that, use my example. No. One, <laughs> one job that I had, my manager was only about 
a year and some months older than me and we all we all would be on our phones but the way we would do it is we made this group chat so they have plenty of um I group hate apps. group chats. I, they have plenty of group apps, and we'd have a group chat. So if anybody Don't couldn't come in, no group chat. if anybody couldn't come in, you send it in the chat, and someone else could take over. Could take over your shift, or um, if there's an update for something for work, our manager would put it in the group chat so that we would all see it because she knows we're all on our phone. So if we're not going to listen and we're not going to go, because none of us would read the board and the daily tasks. So if none of us are going to read the board and we're just going to be on our phones, she would send it to our phone. So we look down, okay, we're in the messages in the group chat. Everything is there that we need to do for the day. Okay, there's a couple of issues with that legally. As a company owner, if your phones are not provided by the company and you're not compensated for your your airtime and data usage, technically, you should not be using that to communicate work scheduling. And that was an issue at a job that I had because the managers like to text the schedule and you really should not do that because that is not the procedure and you're not supposed to be using your personal telephone to conduct business. So that that's one issue with that. And again, I think it's a matter of you guys understanding that because in your mind, oh, it's just easy. We can just text each other, whatever. That's whatever. something I think should be, you know, arranged with a few exceptions because there have been instances where somebody who works there, even our age, may not have a cell phone. So exactly. in that case, well, in that case, they still put the tasks on the board. So that person would go get the tasks, the tasks off the board, but it's kind of about who you are and how you're raised and your dedication to what you're doing. Right, because as a manager for me, it is my responsibility to make sure that everyone has all of the scheduling information. Once I post that on the board, I have met my requirements as a manager of that store. Now it is your responsibility to get that information. And this is something where I know you slacked up on at your jobs. Because there have been times when you told me something and you went, well, the manager didn't, the manager didn't. And I'm listening to you and I can see where you didn't do what you were supposed to do to get the information. So now if you're in that environment where technology could have helped, then you still have to go according to the rules of that company. And if you don't like it, you work that job while you're transitioning yourself into a company that better suits your needs. Because in an ideal situation, companies have intranets where you can go online and have apps. I've, I've worked in companies where you just go, I work for a company now. I just go to the app and I see what they need from me and I just go ahead and do it all through the app. And, and that, that is a better way to do it. But I think what your generation needs to understand you don't go into anybody's company changing it and running it. You start at the bottom. So there are companies, yes, that are run wrong. They have rules. They have, they have procedures that are antiquated. And it just does not make sense to do it that way. But that's their company. And if you work for them, you follow their rules. If you don't like the way that company is running stuff, you go to school, you get you some training, you get you some capital, you start your business, and you build you a company and you run your company the way that you want to. But a lot of millennials want to come in your business and tell you how to run your business. Like, you don't have no money. You don't have no experience. You run nothing. 
But see, at the same time, we could have good ideas to benefit the company. Okay, well, take your good idea and get you a company. <laughs> but no. And, and But to your point, though, I do agree. And if you are at a company and you see a way to do things better, what's the right way to handle that? Talk to your manager about it and possibly ask if they could take it up with um, a higher management to have it considered, but don't just go in and say, okay, this is how things are going to be because that's not your place. Yeah, that don't make sense, so I'm going to do this my own way. That's not right. And I even even at home, I do this to you. What do I tell you when you ask me for something? Give me a what? What do I ask you for? A plan. A plan. Exactly. Thank you. I'm glad you got that right. <laughs> because you're, you're notorious for bright ideas. And, and no you plan. expect me to just jump. Well, mommy, because it's me. And I say, go back and give me a plan. So that works in corporate America. That works in even in retail jobs. If you see a way to do something better, write it down. Create a plan and address people the right way. Because there are some good managers out there who will recognize a good idea. But you can't just go in and buck the system. And especially, I say this all the time, uh, and, and this especially for your generation, I say this all the time. I can take you telling me I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll admit it. But what you can't do is tell me I'm wrong and not tell me what's right. That I'm not going to accept. If you don't have a solution for the problem, then you need to keep your mouth shut. That's that's what I live by, right? That's my creed. Don't, don't come to me without a solution. And I think that's what I would love to see. And that goes on both sides. Even for us, I can't just say, well, these millennials lazy, they're not this, they're not that, they're late, they're whatever. If that's a problem, then I like to propose a solution. Maybe I can help you schedule. Maybe I can help you become detail oriented or more organized to meet your deadlines. Maybe I can help you focus and help you understand why you can't be on your phone and finish at the same time I don't even do that I've been working in my field now for 25 years I have to put my phone down in order to effectively get a good creative design so I, don't I have even a real get a text back <laughs> exactly I don't even text you back when I'm bit no when I'm working nope. so I'm thinking with 25 years of experience if I can't be on my phone and effectively work you at 18 there's no way you can be on your phone and do your best work you don't even have that much experience. Is that valid? Yes. What? What? So those are things where in the workplace, again, we're talking about 50% of the workplace being millennials. And X, Y, and Z are going to meet in the workplace. And the thing about it is millennials are so smart. Until millennials are taking management jobs and a baby boomer, or a Generation X person could very well find yourselves with a millennial for a manager because they're they're going to school, they're becoming educated, and they have this skill set. So we've got to be able to manage all of that and value each other. Anything else you want to talk about with, with work and getting your money? You like money. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I think we're pretty good. I agree. You agree? Yep, I agree. Do you think we work together well? You and I? Yeah. Do you think I'm bossy? Yeah. Do you think you're bossy? Yeah. So how do two boss people work together? That's a good question. Because I'm the big boss. Mm -hmm. And what I say goes, right? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
But actually, though, I do think, just in case anybody's interested, I do think that we work together because there is a mutual respect for our perspective skill sets. Would you say that? Yeah. Do you think that I value your skill set? Yes. And I know that you value mine. Uh, how do we resolve our... Do we ever have conflicts or clashes? Yes. Definitely. How do we resolve them? You just do what I say and it's over? Yeah, sometimes I just have to be like, okay, and then just whatever. <laughs> do I ever let you in? No. I do. Well, yeah, but oftentimes you're right, so. But when you're right, are there, there have been times when you were right and you had a better way of doing things. Yeah. And there are some things that I just turn over to you because I know that you're better yeah, at you'll than you'll always me. take into consideration my ideas and vice versa. And that's my one challenge to my older counterparts, my Generation X and my baby boomers. Listen to them. Pay attention. See through the immaturity because they're very smart and some of them have very good ideas. And you'll find that when you validate your their ideas and respect them, that you'll build a much better working relationship. So that was my advice to the old people. What's your advice to the young people? Focus on what you're doing. Um, pay attention to what you're doing. Always take into consideration how your actions may affect the next person don't just get upset because your manager's telling you what to do and you need help and they're doing this because they could be going through a lot too so just always think about how the other person feels and how what you do is going to affect them that was very good <laughs> well thank you everybody for tuning in to x y and z and beyond feel free to leave us comments email us let us know what you're thinking. Give us subjects to talk about. Maybe you want to call in and be a guest on the show. So again, that is X, Y, Z, and beyond. This show is produced by the By Design Network, www.thebydesignnetwork.com.